Hello, hello everybody and welcome. I'm your host, Ariana. I'm a tarot reader, an astrologer, and a psychosynthesis life coach, and you're currently listening to the 50th episode of the Neptunian Serenity Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be doing a tarot reading, especially for the sign of Capricorn, Sun, Moon, Rising, and the theme of this reading will be chaos. So welcome my beautiful Capricorns, my beautiful sea goats. <laughs> How are you? I hope you're well. Thank you for being here. I hope you're as excited as I am for this reading and welcome to the 50th episode of the podcast. How, I mean, what a beautiful number I feel. I mean, it feels pretty um, on brand that we're doing an episode um, like this with um capricorn because you know the sign of capricorn the archetype of capricorn ruled by saturn is about hard work and commitment and devotion and achievement and accomplishment and that's kind of how i feel uh arriving at, the f- at this 50th episode and i am here because of my devotion to the podcast and my hard work so yay i'm getting to <laughs> celebrate this with you today and you know obviously it's not over we're going to make a lot more so if you like the way that i read make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss out on my future upcoming episodes but let's focus on you today so this is for capricorn sun moon rising as i said um you know wherever you have capricorn within your big three your this is absolutely for you very valid for you to be here there isn't necessarily one sign that you should listen to more than the others when it comes to your big three this is up to you and you can also listen to your other signs uh, by browsing through uh, the podcast episodes i've already uploaded and will upload soon okay so when i get to capricorn i've done almost the entire zodiac there's only aquarius and pisces left to do which i'll do soon but um yeah, if you don't know how um, what the concept is for the Neptunian Serenity podcast, how we do things over here, every single month I make 12 episodes, okay? In each episode, there is a reading for a zodiac sign, so we go through the entire zodiac, and every single month, every single month, every sign gets their monthly reading, uh, which is like super in-depth. As you can see, they're like about an hour long every time, and um, every single month we have a new theme, Okay, so every month we do a reading, a different reading for each sign, but the theme that we start with is the same, okay? It's a theme that I choose to delve deep into and explore for this for that month, and it's never something random because it always has something to do with the current zodiac season that we're in when I record the episode, okay? So whenever you find this message, that's a timeless thing, okay? You Like, right now, I chose this theme in honor of Aquarius season, because that's what we're in when I'm recording the episode, but you might find this in a completely different season and different, different moments, and just trust that whatever it is that you find it, it is the right moment for you to hear this message and receive it, but just so you know, you know, this episode, podcast episode, and this reading will always carry the energetical imprint of the moment that I recorded it in, regardless of when you listen to it. So that's always going to be, you know, the current, including the current astrology, <laughs> that's always going to be relevant to and kind of impact this um, message. But you may not be meant to hear it when I record it and with the same stuff that's in the sky. But just so you know, and that's true for all tarot readings online that you listen to. So you can also browse through the past series I've done on the podcast, okay? This is my chaos reading series, the one I'm doing for a queer season, but obviously I've done previous ones and I'll continue doing them. So look through that if you enjoy, if you like the concept. But let's talk about today's reading because this is a chaos reading. What does that mean? I know that's kind of like a probably intriguing concept. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but you probably read it and were like, hmm, what's a chaos reading? Well, let me explain before we get into it. Um, we're not doing a reading about how chaotic you are, <laughs> or not chaotic you are. We're doing a reading about chaos with a capital C, okay? We're looking at chaos as a divine force of nature. You know when we say, like, the universe only functions um, through a um, balance of order and chaos, that is the chaos that we're talking about. And we're also talking about chaos as in the, um, in Greek mythology, the first ever divine entity to exist before any other gods or titans or anything like that. Okay, so that is what we're talking about here because chaos is a natural part of our lives. It's a natural part of humanity. It's a natural part of earth. It's a natural part of the universe. And it is morally neutral. 
there's nothing inherently good or bad about chaos. I know that as human beings, uh, with our individual experiences, we often um, have given, even linguistically, we've given chaos like often a negative connotation because it feels, we feel out of control and that's scary for us and it's so much bigger than us, that energy. But there's truly nothing inherently wrong with it or bad with it. And um, you can learn to work with it. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking into like how is the energy, this energy of chaos showing up within your life and within yourself right now. And how can you learn to work with it? Or is there a message that the energy of chaos wants to uh, transmit to you? That's what we're going to get to today. So if that intrigues you, if that sounds exciting, then keep listening because we're going to get into it right away right now. Capricorn. So let's get into your reading, shall we? Hope you're ready and excited. So if you want to see your cards, first of all, that is a possibility. And to do that, all you have to do is head to over to my Instagram, Neptunian Serenity, which you should follow me on there if you don't already. And look through the highlight on my profile called podcast. It will be there. Um, but I recommend that if you want to do that, that you do it at the end, after listening to the episode at the end, okay? Because I haven't pre-pulled all of your cards. Some of them we're going to pull, like, at the beginning, some of them, like, throughout the reading, and I think it's part of the experience to have, like, the surprise of what cards come through, uh, during the reading, okay? But do as you wish. That was just my little PSA, if you wanted to know that. But, um, let's just get into your reading. So... I'm pretty excited about this. Um, this series is one of the series where I'm not doing like a pre-structured, um, like I don't have a, yeah, like I haven't planned anything as to how I'm going to go about doing this reading. Like sometimes with some of the other uh, series, I would have like a pre-planned thing for every single reading in the series. Like I pull this card first, then this card first, then this card first. Like this one, because it's called chaos reading, obviously that didn't feel right. So I just go with the flow and follow my intuition throughout each reading for every sign and I use different decks. So for you, I have pre-pulled three cards that are face down. I don't see them. I haven't seen them. And we're going to start by unveiling those and just, I just ask when I pull them, like, what does Capricorn need to know when it comes to working with chaos or the energy of chaos in their life? And we're going to see what those tell us and then we'll just pull more cards as we go. All right. So these first three cards, as I said, they're face down. I didn't look at them. And I always mention the decks that I'm using uh, throughout just, you know, as you, so you know. Um, but these cards are actually from a handmade deck that I made and it's not like fancy at all or anything um but yeah it's a handmade de deck that I made it's mostly astrology stuff on it um I first made it um when I because I you know I have I've had this podcast for a while now but if you don't know I used to do my tarot readings longer tarot readings um on YouTube my YouTube is also Neptunian Samedity go check it out I have a bunch of like past content that some of them almost have no views but like so, you know, it could be a reading just for you. But, um, yeah, I made a bunch of content over there. And recently I've been making more astrology uh, videos. But, you know, all my tarot stuff is still up there. Um, it's also Neptunia's Serenity. Did I mention that? Anyway, I made those cards. Um, when I did a pick-a-pile on my YouTube that was called, like, who will be, like, your next boyfriend or girlfriend or partner? Like, what kind of person are they going to be? <laughs> so these and I made these cards so some of them just have like planets or aspects in astrology because you know I'm an astrologer as well but some of them just have like um personality traits because that was like the theme so I don't know if that will come out for you if, if that has come out um if yes well um I'll just we'll just see how I interpret them and what I'm getting intuitively but that's just a PSI and that video on my YouTube is still up if you're curious about that but anyway <laughs> let's just reveal your first card and start talking so much okay okay first card that we have is mutable signs interesting okay so the mutable signs in astrology are gemini sagittarius virgo pisces so maybe there's something about that maybe there's something about someone who's a mutable sign but for the most part in my readings i usually just take if there's any like zodiac signs that come up i take it as like the archetype of that sign is relevant to you currently um but okay i don't get much from this card just because it's the first one and we have no other information so let's just reveal your 
Second one, we have Uranus. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because Uranus is literally, I mean, essentially a ruler of this reading. Like a, the archetype of Uranus does have to do with chaos and it's why I picked this theme. So the fact that like he's showing up here, it just kind of feels like he's like, yeah, this is my time. This is about me. Um, but Uranus also shows where we experience, um, in our birth charts, the position of Uranus also shows where we are most unpredictable, where we are most progressive, and the area of our life where we experience the most change or changes throughout our lives, and often that change is, um, divinely guided, but also very unforeseen and sudden and feels bigger than us because it kind of is. Okay, and let's finally look. I don't know if you have Uranus in a mutable sign in your birth chart. Um, let's finally look at your third card. We have, interesting, we have, this is one of my um, character, I mean, it's not a personality thing, but it's one of my per, like person traits cards. It says, conventionally attractive. Interesting. <laughs> I haven't used these cards in forever. So we have conventionally attractive Uranus and the mutable sign. Hmm, interesting. Do you have someone in your life who could be a mutable sign? Again, just to mention, Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, Pisces, who um, kind of came into your life unexpectedly, maybe even on a Uranus transit in your birth chart. Um interesting yeah i mean i do feel like this is about somebody else oh there's just someone in your life that is causing you to change a lot in a way that's very uncomfortable for you and out of your comfort zone and they could be immutable sign they could be conventionally attractive i'm getting this could be someone that like is not romantic at all it's like a friend or a colleague or even somebody else for some of you it is, but others it's not. Interesting. Interesting. So that would be... So maybe that person is how the energy of chaos is currently showing up within your life, which is pretty funny. Which does not necessarily mean that that person would be like chaotic, as, we, as I explained in the intro. That's not necessarily what it means. But they could be very Uranian in their natal chart, like Uranus conjunct the sun, or um, Uranus in the first house, something like that. Or you have a lot of Uranian sinistry aspects. I'm sorry I'm mentioning astrology a lot, because if you don't know astrology, I'm sorry, but we'll get, we're, we'll get into it, okay? If, even if you don't understand astrology, it doesn't matter. I'm going to explain to you what um, needs to be explained. Uh, if I just mention stuff, it's... When I just mentioned placements are like, oh, you could have this, you could have that. You can feel free to like check your chart to see that. And if that's the case, take it as extra confirmation. But you don't, it doesn't have to be. And you don't have to check your chart, okay? It's just my suggestion. And it is a part of how I get my information when I do readings from spirit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. It's very interesting because for you, you know, you're the 10th sign that I'm doing this chaos reading for because I'm doing these readings in the order of the zodiac. And, you know, Capricorn is the 10th sign of the zodiac um, out of 12. So I've done nine of the readings before you. And I, you know, it, asking like, how is the energy of chaos showing up within your life? That was always relevant. But you're like the first one that it kind of feels like the energy of chaos is showing within your life within as like a specific person rather than just an energy or an event or something like that it's like there's one person who keeps challenging you to change and be more progressive this person could be because we have uranus as well this person could be um obviously they could have a careers placement or 11th house placements um they could be very humanitarian they could be very progressive in their ideologies both political and otherwise um Okay, interesting. So, Spirit, who is this person? Who is this person? I'm pulling a few more cards here. 
Can you tell us more about who this person is in Capricorn's life and why did they come into their life? The thing is that, <laughs> yeah, the universe functions and is able to survive through a mix and a balance of order and chaos. I did mention that earlier, right? And that's like proven, right? Um, so sometimes, even though we, we sometimes are scared of the energy of chaos, it's what we need when we get stuck in something, when we get stuck in um, certain patterns, in certain routines, we, you know, we are too much in the order part of it, and we need to be kind of shaken up to um, find something else or to be able to pivot, and that is the energy of chaos showing up within our life, okay? So maybe that's what's been going on. Maybe you've been stuck somewhere or within something or with someone or doing the same thing over and over again for a really long time. And this person has come kind of like a, um, is, a is Messiah kind of like too dramatic? I mean, they're not like you're a savior or some kind of like God, obviously. But it's like the role that they're meant to play in your life is someone who comes to shake things up for you and makes a... Uh, inspires you to change a lot of things i don't think that they're necessarily conscious of this i don't think that they're doing this consciously like oh i'm gonna help capricorn here change um i don't think that they're judgmental of where you're currently at they're not they haven't given themselves this kind of mission to help people change or something or at least not in the way that they're helping you change um, and I am saying helping you change, which um, you may disagree with currently that they're helping you because they may feel like they're just, um, I mean, <laughs> that they're not helping you because it feels uncomfortable, but they are helping you. Okay, this is definitely divinely guided, whether you realize it or not, whether you want it to be or not. <laughs> whether you recognize it or not, or you just don't want to admit to yourself or not, this is definitely divinely uh, guided and oh my god 11 11 on the recording time when i said that so yes <laughs> triple confirmation listen um okay so i pulled a few more cards as you heard me do um and these cards what's also interesting about there's something about there's something about the archetypal nature of this relationship you really need to look more into like the magic of archetypes or just like the practice of, you know, understanding archetypes in your life because I obviously have been using my homemade cards, which have a lot of archetypes here because we have a lot of astrology and um, I just pulled three more cards now from a tarot deck, but this tarot deck is a special one because it actually only has the major arcana and I almost never use it in my readings just just because not because it's not cool but just because it's I rarely feel guided to use it that's how I pick my decks when I do readings but today I feel guided to use it so again it's a very archetypal nature and they are always strong archetypes because it's just a major arcana so there's something about that for you here um where you're being guided to dive deeper into the symbolism of certain things yeah if some something like a specific imagery or a specific object or a specific deity keeps showing up in your life like you just keep seeing the same thing um research the symbolism of that thing think about it more like in a non-literal form like, what does that mean? Like, if you keep seeing a fucking butterfly, what do butterflies represent? Or if you keep seeing the image of, like, um, the, I don't know, the god Horus or something like that. Um, anything. Because I'm getting that there might be something that you keep seeing. Or, like, a specific flower. Or a mandala. I don't know. There's I feel like there's a symbol that you keep seeing. Maybe, like, the evil eye. And, bring, and it's really spirit wants you to not take it literally but question yourself as to what that what does that represent on on an archetypal symbolic level if you keep seeing a certain thing and you know what it means spirit is inviting you to look more into it and look into other interpretations and meanings and definitions and symbolisms of that thing because that could be important or relevant to you as well, okay? Mm-hmm. 
I feel like it's going to be something different for each of you, but I feel like, I, I swear each of you have, like, at least one thing that you're like, I keep seeing that thing recently, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So the cards I pulled for you are the High Priestess, which I pulled underneath the Conventionally Attractive card, and both of the cards have a lot of blue in it. So I don't know if this person that we're talking about here, their aura is blue, maybe? I don't know if you see auras. That could be cool. If you do see auras, maybe you see that their aura is blue. Or they have a strong uh, throat chakra. They express themselves uh, a lot and well. Um, they speak up a lot. Maybe they're even like some kind of public speaker or they have a big platform on social media and they speak their mind a lot. They express themselves a lot. Maybe they express themselves artistically, but especially through their voice. Um, it could also be um, their beauty. We, you know, we, we know that they're beautiful because we have the conventionally attractive card. And maybe their beauty is something that's very like ethereal or something. It's more, it's more of, it's a softer kind of beauty. Um that's what the this blue color evokes to me um evokes within me and um there was something else i was gonna say oh maybe they wear blue a lot maybe they wear blue a lot i could be thinking maybe they have blue hair or they put on blue makeup which would be surprising because i feel like that's not really trendy right now i mean i'm not a makeup expert but um I feel like I rarely see people with blue makeup on. So that would definitely be um, something that would uh, stand out, right? Okay, so we have the High Priestess. We also have the Death card. And we have the Moon. And again, the Death card, like they are definitely meant to cause a big, big, big change in your life. And I want you to also understand that like, Even though you don't really have a choice as to how you're changing or just changing period when you're around this person or when you're in the spirit of your life currently, they're not doing this to you. As you said, they're not even consciously doing this, probably. They're not doing this to you. So, because there's going to be moments, this is going to be a journey, a process. And there's going to be moments where it feels really uncomfortable, it you want to fight against it, you're frustrated at it, you don't want to change this, and there's going to be moments where it would be easy for you to kind of blame it on this person, and be like, it's all because of you, if you had never come into my life, like, everything would be great, which is not true, because as we said, they're not doing this to you, so it's okay if you feel frustrated, but please don't, like, please don't let, please don't project that onto them, please don't do that, um, because that would be really unfair to them. And also, um, it's not true that if they hadn't come into your life, everything would be great. Because there's a reason why they came into your life. It's it's to shake you up from being stuck in something or in a place where you were meant to remain stuck at. Because I kind of feel, um, for some of you it could be romantic. For some of you it could be like someone who... Um, you're falling for or being very attracted to but you've been in the same monogamous relationship for years and years and years and it's very painful for you to be in love with somebody else or to think about maybe leaving your current partner that could be something i could see happening um for others others of you it's very different it has nothing to do with love or 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 anything romantic could be this person shakes you up to your political ideologies or shakes you up with the career that you want to do or just something else um but it's just their presence in your life is going to lead you to change something that you've been doing for a very long time and it's very understandable that this is happening to you out of everyone because you're a capricorn you have a capricorn placement in your big three um capricorn is an energy you know you're ruled by saturn you tend to be the type of people who commit to something or someone and stay in the same place for a very long time and just invest in something to make it great. You're you're typically, I mean, obviously you're a very complex and multi-layered person and there could be a lot of things happening, different things happening in your chart. But as an archetype, typically Capricorn is not the type to um, like tr- always like try out a bunch of different things 
Like, oh, I'm going to do this for like six months, then I'm going to switch jobs or switch fields or switch hobby and do this for six months, and then this, and then this. You're typically someone who's going to pick one thing and really, really commit to it and invest in it to make it grow. And um, for years and years and years, and then that's how you achieve mastery because that is what Saturn typically encourages you to do by pushing you like that. Um, and if you have a prominent capital placements, like if you're here, you'll feel that Saturnian like pressure to like commit to something and be really devoted to it and work hard. That's natural for you. So it's like, of course you would end up here. And it's not like the, the choice, it's okay, something I want to say also, it's not like the choice that you made a long time ago was wrong. It's not like you were never meant to be in this either like career or doing this business or being with this person, like married to this person or whatever it is, or living in that place. I think for some time it did serve you, but it's kind of, what I'm getting is like you were never, because what I'm getting is now you feel very comfortable being where you are because you've just been there for so long. It's your comfort zone now and it just feels natural and changing it would feel very hard, which is why it feels challenging right now. And it will continue to feel challenging for a while because there's a lot of, it feels very chaotic for change to be here. But what I'm getting is you were never, like, if this person wasn't coming into your life or if this energy of chaos wasn't coming into your life, you would just be very okay with just surrendering and just be like, okay, I'll just stay here forever because it just feels easier. But what I'm getting is that you were never meant to commit yourself to this thing or this person forever like okay yeah maybe you were meant to spend some time of your life even some decades of your life dedicated to this thing or this person but you were never meant to you're meant to experience other things you're not meant to just do that for the rest of your life that's the thing but it feels very very uncomfortable for some of you um if this is a romantic thing I definitely feel like you have a lot of strong infatuation type obsession type feelings for this. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I just freaked out because um, I'm holding a deck in my hands that I'm going to shuffle soon. And when I said that, you know, if this is a romantic thing, you have a lot of strong feelings for this person. I just split the deck randomly to the card soulmate. I'm not fucking kidding you. And this is not even a love deck, okay? I just put the deck to, like, oh my god. Yeah, this person could be a soulmate. Um, and what I personally believe about soulmates is that, like, we have multiple, including, like, romantic and non-romantic. So, um, if you're, like, you've been with the same person for a long time, you probably did love them. They could be a soulmate of yours, too, but this person could also be a soulmate. Somehow, they are part of your soul family. Like, holy shit, I can't believe that this just happened. I feel like you have a lot of obsessive infatuation-like feelings. And if you've been married to somebody else for a long time, or if you've just been committed to somebody else for a long time, obviously you're not, like, 25. Um, but this person could be much younger. Because they could be... Um, the fact that you're a Capricorn, and we have the archetype of Uranus here, they could be a, a millennial, because millennials... Um, well, not the older ones, but younger... The younger part of millennials have... Um, Uranus and Capricorn, I believe, um, 90s millennials, yes, have Uranus and Capricorn, so, um, this person could be, have been born within those years, so you may also have, like, the part of you that's like, well, they're too young for me, like, why am I in love with them, why am I so obsessed with them, and why would I, like, I shouldn't leave like my current partner to go with them like that would be crazy and irresponsible that's another thing capricorn is a, has a lot to do the archetype of capricorn is a lot about responsibility so you're probably thinking to yourself doing this would be crazy it would be irrational and it would be irresponsible so i shouldn't do it hmm is that really true um there's there okay there also there isn't necessarily one outcome that you're meant to choose out of this situation but you are meant to change i'm not because if this is like a love thing you're i'm not saying like you are meant to be with this person and you should leave your current partner 
not necessarily I don't think there's like as I said I don't think there's like one outcome here that's like fated or meant to happen or that you need to choose or should choose you still have free will but the way things are currently need to change one way or another that's what it is Ooh, this is a very interesting reading (laughs) okay this is very mysterious so let's just pull oh i know what i want to ask yeah perfect see this is why this is such this is the best moment so what are you meant to learn here interesting that's what i'm asking spirit now with the new cards i'm pulling what is capricorn meant to learn through this experience what is capricorn meant to learn anything else I used the Chakra Wisdom Oracle cards for this. And let's see. So, each card has an image and a one word on it. And also, the borders of the card are a different color. And the colors represent the chakra that they're associated with. So, I'm going to say the word on the card and the chakra that it's associated to, okay? So, the first card we have is Rejection with the crown chakra we have trickery with the heart chakra we have wisdom in reverse heart chakra again we have instinct with the crown chakra we have discovery in reverse that which is the root chakra we have creation in reverse which is the crown chakra we have victim which is the heart chakra and lastly we have prayer in reverse which is the solar plexus chakra and at the bottom of the deck we have joy solar plexus again Okay, so these cards represent what you are meant to learn through this experience here. Okay, interesting. We mostly have heart chakra cards and crown chakra cards. We have three uh, green ones, with, which are the heart, and three gray ones, which are the crown. Um, I think sometimes the, sometimes the crown chakra is also like represented as like... Um, silver or white um okay so i mean yeah this is about purity this is about soul contracts this is about yeah i feel like this could be part of your soul contract if you don't know what a soul contract is you know which you're free to believe in it or not um soul contracts essentially um it's when you believe in reincarnation sometimes some of us believe that um you choose when you incarnate or when you reincarnate whatever you choose when you incarnate on earth and um before you incarnate you sign a kind of like a symbolic contract where your soul agrees to having certain experiences within this lifetime so that it will teach you certain things so that can be like um which essentially explains like within your life there are some things that will happen outside of your control because you're meant to experience those things you were always meant to there's some things that will just depend on your your free will and what you choose to do so some things that can be part of our soul contract that we decide on prior to incarnating that we will experience can have to do with um when we incarnate where we incarnate and what kind of family we incarnate um what kind of person, you know, it can, it can represent, like, important per- people that we will meet in our lives, like, both romantically and non-romantically. Uh, sometimes there can be stuff like, um, I choose to have a, a, a lifetime where I will not experience success in my career until I'm, like, 50 years old or something like that. Or you're meant to um, have a business or you're meant to, like, publish a book or... It can also have some stuff to do with sometimes some traumatic experiences. Like I choose to um, experience this type of pain so that my soul learns a certain lesson. You know, there's something like that. So I feel like this person coming into your life and you having this current experience of being 
probably like middle aged at least. Um, yeah, I feel like you're probably at least middle aged, or you feel like you're kind of halfway throughout your life. Um, I think you put it in your soul contract that when you get to this point in your life, you've and you've been within the same thing or with the same person for a long time, that you suddenly experience a big change. You could be um, going through your current um, Uranus opposition because at around the age of 44, I believe, um, this is the case for everybody. You experience your Uranus opposition, meaning Uranus makes an opposition, the aspect of the opposition to your natal Uranus, which is why we often talk about like midlife crisis. Um, and, or, you know, sometimes like the, the stereotype of like the, uh, man who's like 40 years old and, um, has, you know, has been in the same career for a long time and just has the routine with the wife and the kids suddenly just like has like a mid, a midlife crisis and just like freaks out and just leaves everything behind. Like suddenly that can be like a Uranus opposition type of event. Um, even if you're not going through this right now, um, like you don't have to, this is just the symbolism and also like there are certain things astrologically that happen to all of us. Certain, of, okay. There are certain things that happen to us astrologically. It happens to all of us at the same time, like our Saturn return. We all have Saturn return between the ages of twenty eight to thirty years old. What happens to to us during our Saturn return will be different for each person, but it has like the same archetypal energy. Okay, um, but we all have a Saturn return. Well, we have multiple Saturn returns typically because then you'll get another one when you're like 55 or so. Um, and then, you know, we all have the North Node return when we're like 18 and then 36 and etc. and on. And then we all have the Uranus opposition when we're like 44 and we all have the Chiron return when we're like 50 because of just what the way things are moving um, in the sky. So you may have heard about those things and you may be like, well, what am I going through right now? Well, the thing is we all have those things and we also all have our personal transits throughout our lives that are unique to us. So maybe you're not going through your Uranus opposition, but Uranus is currently making, I don't know, like a square to your Venus or something like that. And that's not like a generational thing. That's just you. Okay. So you might be going through a big Uranus transit in your chart that has, um, that is unique to you, but, um, Anyway, that wouldn't be surprising. Even what the example that I gave, like you're in a square Venus, that would be a good one, uh, one that I could see playing out here. But anyway, um, why do I keep going on tangents about astrology? Some of you considering ast- studying astrology, maybe. But yes, I was say. Oh, that's what I. Yeah, I was talking about soul contract. Yes, I feel like this is. We did say from the very beginning. I was like, this is meant to happen. I felt it. So don't worry about doing anything wrong if you agree to changing certain things if you agree to changing like leaving some places or some people or just agreeing to change stuff because that's always meant to happen and also just because you're not with this person or in this job or doing this thing or living in the same place forever doesn't mean that it is a failure okay longevity doesn't necessarily have to means success because we did say earlier this choice you know where you're at currently that is the thing that you're meant to change we did say earlier you never made it wasn't that you made a wrong choice in the past this was aligned for you in the past it just isn't anymore so whatever you've experienced up until now with this person or in this place or with this thing keep even if that changes even if you're not with them anymore or you move or you change careers or something like that or something else like keep cherishing the memories and don't see this change as something that speaks of the your failure either a personal failure or the failure of this relationship or of this business or this job or something like that because that's not that's really not what it is it's just that you're meant to experience something different. Your soul is meant to experience something different. And this is also about you. I would say like if you if this is about a relationship and you end up leaving a very long-term partner, please tell them that you don't really have an explanation for this either. 
and that you did love them a lot, maybe you still do, you don't regret at all spending so much time with them and being committed to them, but you just feel the need to experience something else. And please tell them that it's not about them, that they didn't do anything wrong to cause this breakup or cause this change within you. Because it has nothing to do with them. This is, you know, not to be like stereotypical and be like, it's not you, it's me. Well, that's, it's kind of true, but just ex- explain it to them, right? Don't just, <laughs> if you've been with someone for 20 years, I think that you would hope, I hope that you would give them a better explanation than just like, it's not you, it's me, bye. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're Capricorn, you're responsible, um, um, usually. But anyway, yeah, I feel like that's important as well. Because I'm, cause I'm, I'm imagining, trying to picture, you know, someone being in this situation, I'm like, oh, if I was the partner, like, I would be very confused if my partner that I thought everything was going super swell with was suddenly like, I need to leave. I'd be like, what? Why? Um, and it's okay if you don't understand it either, but just try to explain, like, it's, there's nothing wrong here. It's just like, I need to go or I need to experience something else or something like that. Um, for some of you... Like, maybe, it, I mean, I don't know. For, for some of you, maybe you could open your relationship. I don't know if your partner would be okay with it. Or you need to, like, go on some kind of honeymoon type with this new person and kind of travel and go with them. And Because, as I said, there's no, like, certain, there's no certainty when it comes to the outcome of this. The only certainty is that you'll be different after this. Because for some of you, maybe you'll leave your current partner and you'll be with them or something. Others of you, it's like you'll you'll have a certain experience with this person. And again, for some of you, it wasn't even romantic. We did say that. For some of you, it isn't even romantic. Some of you, you'll have a certain experience with this person and then they'll, they'll leave or they won't be in your life anymore. Maybe you'll even stay with your partner or something, but it will be different. You'll feel different. The, the, the routine will be different. The structure that you have with your current partner or in your current career will be different. As we said, there is something that just needs to change. That is what's certain about this. How it will change, we don't know. Part of it is up to you. Because for, for, I am getting, like, for some of you, like, this new person that's causing all this change in your life and, you know, feel, making you feel a lot of things. Even if it's not romantic, they're making you feel a lot of things. Um, For some of you, they are meant to be in your life for a long time and for some of you they're just meant to be here for like a season and then when you learn what you've learned what you needed to learn with this person they will just naturally leave or you will leave or whatever you know i'm just saying like they will not be in your life anymore so yeah don't focus on a specific outcome because as we said it's very open this is really you this is really about you surrendering to the lesson Okay, this is really about that. It's about you surrendering to this experience, accepting that you don't really have control over the fact that you're changing and you need to follow your intuition. You need to follow what your heart is telling you, even if it feels completely irrational. Because as we said, for some of you, like if this is romantic, which for a lot of you it is, which is why I keep going back to this, for some of you, if it's romantic, it's like you've been married to the same person for like 20 years, maybe even more. And then this person completely makes you feel so many things you haven't felt before, you've never felt in so long or something. Like, holy shit. And then you just go with them for a few weeks or a few months, travel with them or go to the place and then have like a honeymoon type love. Uh, And then you just break up because you learned what you needed to learn. And then you go back and maybe your past partner takes you back or something. But you just, you'll never be the same and you were meant to experience something with that person. Yeah. Or you just go back to living in the same area and you're not with your past partner. But, you know, your life goes back to a a bit of a more normalcy. But you'll never be the same. That's what it is. You definitely have a soul connection with this person. And that's why it feels so strong. That's why it felt that you've always known them when you first met them. I think that's also something you felt like you've always known them when you first met them. Or very quickly after you met them. And that was very kind of like disorienting for you. You're like, what the hell? Um... But that was you, you, your souls, like um, finding each other and connecting with each other. As I said earlier, I don't think that this other person here, whoever is being um, 
this agent of chaos, so to say. Oh, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> um, as we said, they haven't given themselves this mission to be the agent of chaos in your life. I don't think that they're doing it consciously or realizing that. Um, that just happens to be the way that they make you feel and the way that what they're playing out in your life currently. Um, if you have romantic feelings for them, I do think that it is re- recipro- reciprocated. They're at least also very interested. I think that they also feel the soul connection. They also feel something, that there's something special with you. I think that they feel very comfortable with you. They enjoy spending time with you a lot. There's a spark. There's a spark in one of the cards I have in front of me. That That's what I'm getting here. Um, there's definitely something special and they can feel it when they're with you. But I feel like they're a lot more chill about it than you are. <laughs> I feel like this connection is a lot less... Um, they feel a lot less chaotic about what they're feeling. They're much more accepting. And I do I do feel like it's a lot less intense and all over the place for them. Because it's not super uncomfortable the way that it is for you. But their feelings are just as true. I'm getting that they're a very sincere person with a big heart. We did say they could be... They could have a career placement. So maybe... And they could be like into activism or humanitarianism. So you may feel sometimes like they may do that type of work. And maybe sometimes you're like, oh, they have such a big heart. Like, do they even have space for me in their heart? Because their their heart is so big. Or maybe they just see me like, oh, they seem to like me. Or they seem to have love for me or enjoy spending time with me. But they give love to so many other people. Like, what's different about me? There is something different about you in their heart. And they know that. You're not... You're not like other girls in their heart. I don't know if you're a girl, but you know, that's just an expression. Um, there's definitely something special about you. And they would be willing to give you a, a, make you a special space um, in their heart. For some of you, I'm getting that if they do work as an activist and they, they're going on like activism or humanitarian missions or something like that, that you'll follow them for at least one I, I yeah, cause I keep seeing I kept seeing that like this idea that you would travel with them. I kept seeing that, so maybe I because they could they could definitely be the type of person who's kind of like a, a nomad, so they travel the world a lot. Whether they do for some of them it's humanitarian work, others of them it's just how they like to live. And I feel like you, it may come to a point where you know they they came to your area and that's when you met them and it was like created this whole thing like holy shit <laughs> all those feelings started like they just flew within you um and then when it's it's going to be time for them to leave you're going to like no oh my god don't leave i don't want you to leave and then it'll be like well just come with me and i think that you'll make the leap you'll take the leap by that point and you'll go with them and as we said earlier for some of you you are meant to live with them for a long time. For others of you, like you'll go with them for some time, maybe probably like a few months or a year or two or something like that. And then you'll come back and you'll be like, you'll feel satiated and you'll satiated, you'll feel fulfilled, you'll feel content, you'll feel like I lived what I had to live and I had to experience within that. Um, and now I feel okay, like coming back to my hometown or coming back to where I already live now and go back to some sort of routine normalcy but you'll never be the same as we said earlier that is something that is very true and relevant here um okay i will read from the booklet sometimes when you pull cards i really kind of go about like i I go through each one of them individually and talk about each of them individually um so i thought i was going to do that with these cards but i just haven't felt called to do that so I think it's just what I've been saying and what has been coming to me like in a this very natural flow that I've been going with during this reading however I do feel called to read this instinct card that I have in front of me because I keep looking at it this is from the crown chakra it has like a, a beautiful white wolf on it or at least that's what it looks like so maybe we're gonna read some other cards as well but let's start with that instinct the name, and in this deck, every single card has um, a legend that's associated with it. I don't know if it's made up for this card or not, for this for this deck or not, but there's a little story behind each card. So the name of the story is Wolf of White Light. And the affirmation is, there is a guide inside us. Here's the legend. Wolf climbs the, tre- the treacherous rocks, his eyes always fixed on the high ground. 
During the time he prepared to be a guardian, his master trained him never to turn back. When we look behind, we sap the energy we are to use in the future. His master said, oh, sorry. When we look behind, we sap the energy we are, we are to use in the future, his master said. Wolf's defense is his instinct and he senses danger. Hence, Wolf journeys on and does not look below for his enemies. He climbs unseen for only those who seek a spirit guide can see him. The inspiration is, your instinct is finely tuned, so why doubt it? Your journey is guided. Personal inquiry is, how can I master letting go and move, it and move on? Do I trust my inner guidance? Key ideas are, solitary journey, spirit lies on the road ahead, led by spirit, following your instinct. And some keywords are, instinct, guides, and awakening. Okay. Yeah, let's read the other... Mm. Let's read the other cards. Oh my god, it was 44-44 when I left to the recording time. Let's look at the other... Um, I think I'm going to read from the booklet the other cards here that are also upright. So, the card for rejection. I'm not going to read the, the, the legend here, but I'm going to read the other things. Inspiration is, you don't have to be on the inside track. Be true to yourself and you will not be unhappy. Rejection is spirit's protection. Am I working with or against my environment? What is the purpose of my present solitude? Some key, key ideas are others' approval, unsupportive environment, working alone, arrival of a teacher. And some keywords are protection, exclusion, and development. Yeah, I feel like for a lot of you, um, when you make the choice to change or you surrender to this change that you've been feeling called to, you'll have a lot of people criticizing you around you a lot of people will not understand and that's very understandable <laughs> very understandable that you don't understand yeah it's understandable but it's going to be painful for you it's going to be hard uh at least at first but i want you to know that they don't need to understand they should at least respect you even if they don't respect your choice they should at least respect you because even you can't fucking explain what the fuck is up here even you don't fucking know how to explain this you just know it you just feel it trust that and go ahead even if there are people trying to discourage you from this yeah okay let's read the trickery card which is from the heart chakra where is it there you go this is kelly the dream the green dragon <laughs> which we we do see here on the, on the on the card and the affirmation is the tempter is as guilty as the thief here's the legend Kelly the green dragon has one jumbo-sized acorn to get him through winter. Squirrel spies the huge acorn and decides he just has to have it to win the forced, anim the forced annual acorn contest. To tempt Kelly, he fills a basket with rocks and scatters the tiny acorns he has, co he has collected on top. Kelly fills the weight of the basket and steals it allowing Squirrel to grab the single acorn, but they both lose. Kelly now has less food, and Squirrel is disqualified from the contest for cheating. The inspiration is, during trying times, things may be easier if you ask for help. Don't be disappointed if, ass if assistance does not come from the place you expect. Personal inquiry. Am I afraid to tell the truth? How does that fear make me manipulate others? What do I really need to say? And some key ideas here are dance of scarcity, coveting possessions, vulnerable heart, self-honesty, accusing others, and hidden motives. Some keywords are vision, honesty, and greed. Yes, even though this is a challenging part of your life for you, and there are a lot of things that are chaotic about it, this is not a reason to be unethical about certain things, okay? Um, and it's also not an excuse to accept unethical behavior from other people. So please uh, remind yourself of that, because I'm getting for some of you... You could try to, like, trick yourself. Um, oh, what? I, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I want, What I wanted to say, maybe you're going to try to trick yourself. I don't know what that means. But you might try to trick your agent of chaos here, special person, into being with you or spending time with you because you're too scared to admit to them how you feel. And it's like there's a limit to that and you shouldn't manipulate them either. And they shouldn't, I don't think that they would accept that or let that, pass without saying anything because that would be disrespectful so please check yourself when it comes to that and check your motives let's also read the victim card here uh, which is also the um 
heart uh, chakra. And interestingly, we also, the imagery seems to be about um, the same story because we, well, we have the acorn on the first uh, plan, um, which now has a face, but in the background we see the scroll and the same dragon. So interesting. <laughs> but the story is called Green Acorn and the affirmation is, I am not a victim, I chose to do what I am doing. Here's the legend. Green Acorn is asked to star in a fable by Kelly the Green Dragon. He was promised top billing, but in the end, he says his best work never made the final edit. Now he doesn't even have a speaking part. He feels betrayed by Dragon. But Green Acorn is not resentful. Being in the fable landed him a job on display at a museum. He insists he is content, but we can see denial and the underlying anger. The inspiration is the green acorn indicates that being in denial may be holding you back. To move forward, you must make an honest assessment of your situation, and especially of your heart, because this is the heart chakra. The personal inquiry is how are my actions connected to my inability to create breakthroughs, and how am I willing to make new choices in order, order to grow? Some key ideas are feeling blocked, blaming others, past resentment, deluding yourself and potential for greatness, and some keywords are growth, breakthrough, and empowerment. Yes. <sighs> okay, so that's what I'm getting from these cards. The last thing that we're going to do before we end your reading is pull some more oracle cards. And these cards are going to be advice from your higher self. And advice from your soul. And these cards are from the Starseed Oracle. Okay, so maybe you're both Starseeds here. Feel free to look into that. Hmm. <laughs> and we're probably going to read uh, from the booklet for these cards as well. Oh my gosh, no way! Okay, at the bottom of the deck, we have lost lands, soul memories and gifts. You've done this before. So maybe you um, know this person from a past life or your souls know each other from a past life. But here, I pulled three cards for you here. Again, remember, remember these are advice from your soul and from your higher self. We have fall into my arms, surrender, holding the opposites, extremes of life, which I did say the word surrender a lot during this reading. That's really what's... Um, calling you here we have the seas of mintaka seeing potential bringing unconsciousness to light and we have oh my god oh my god i hadn't even read the whole thing on the card here we have surrender to sweetness i'm not making this up we have surrender to sweetness and it says venus energy pleasure joy make love to life oh my god yeah if you love this person you need to go for it i swear because Ooh, and you know, two of these cards here, Fall Into My Arms and Surrender to the Sweetness, are kind of like love cards, and this deck is not about love. I mean, obviously love is a, it's an important part of it, because divine love is an important part of the universe, but, you know, the fact that we got two of these two cards for you here, I mean, I'm, I'm just freaking out. But <laughs> let's start with the Seas of Mintaka in the booklet. Let me just find it. There you go. Um, the Seas of Mintaka, seeing potential bring unconsciousness to light. Mintaka is thought to have been a water-based planet containing the most crystal clear waters you could ever imagine. So clear that you could see for miles and miles underwater. The Seas of Mintaka card represents this crystalline clarity of potential and possibility. It's about the ability and choice to see the potential in all people and situations. This could be one of your natural traits, or it could be a sign that what you're currently doing has great potential. Mintakans are thought to have been a galactic race who saw the light in everything and everyone. You may have received this card as confirmation that a situation or project has extreme potential and will reach fruition. If it appears in a spread, it's a very positive sign that things are working out for the highest potential of all involved. It's a very uplifting, light-filled card that brings great harmony, contentment, and positive outcomes. According to Carl Jung, that which we do not bring to consciousness appears in our life as fate. Bruh. <laughs> when water appears in dreams and arts, it often represents the unconscious mind. Pulling this card also means you may be called to bring to light any unconscious patterns of which you're unaware. 
to look at them and see them clearly and consciously so they don't appear in your life as fate. What unconscious patterns or behaviors are ready to be brought to the light of day? And the starseed soul inquiry is how can you see the potential in a situation you're facing? What unconscious patterns are you being called to bring to light? Yeah, if you've been rejecting this person or this situation or this potential change because you think that they are a darkness and bad and just your shadow self, um, first of all, yeah, they could be, the feelings you're feeling could be in your subconscious and therefore in your shadow self, but it doesn't mean that they're bad. It does not mean that maybe you've even been trying to, because we are seeing like, this is very uncomfortable for you and you have really strong feelings for this person, even if they're not romantic, you could be giving them all kinds of bad intentions or trying to convince yourself that they're a bad person so that you will not like make this change or surrender to your heart and it's like how can you see the light in this person because there's a lot of light in this person there's a lot of light in this situation there's a lot of beauty too so okay let's now read the card fall into my arms fall into my arms surrender holding the opposites extremes of life the great mother ushered you in when you took your first breath and she'll be there when you draw your last. She knows how challenging life can be, that being human can be lonely and confusing, that the polarity and separation can be excruciating when your soul remembers the oneness of source. But at the same time, it can be incredibly glorious and sweet. So often we see things as either good or bad. When things go well, we make it mean that we're being rewarded, and when things are bad, then perhaps we've done something wrong. However, we're all here to expand and grow, and it's through the extremes of life that we do exactly that. You're being invited to welcome the highs and the lows of the human experience, to let them, to let them initiate you more fully into life. The agony and the ecstasy, the beauty and the bitterness... This life is but a single breath in the inextinguishable existence of your experience as a soul. The Great Mother wants you to hand over your loneliness, worries, hurt, sorrow, and fears, burdens, and doubts, to lay them in her altar, on her altar, to fall fully into her arms, to remember that while these extremes are difficult, they can also be magnificent. The more wildly the pendulum of your life swings, the more truthfully you can say, I've truly lived. Yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous. And let's end your reading with the probably cutest card here. Surrender to the sweetness. Venus energy, pleasure, joy, make love to life. This is a sensual, highly feminine card. It's a call to surrender to the sweetness of life. To let the ever-abundant feminine take over. To taste the fruits you've been working so hard to grow. To let your senses take over and really drink in your life with wonder. To get intoxicated on the simple bounty that this planet has to offer and which you have within you when your well is full. The ancient Babylonians connected the feminine goddess Ishtar to the, to the planet Venus. And in Roman mythology, Venus was the goddess of love and beauty. In our night sky, aside from the moon, Venus shines the brightest. Time is our most precious resource, and it's the greatest healer. If you've been all work and no play, this is a sign to take some time out, to reconnect with your lover, play with your children, and give yourself the luxury of time without an agenda. Many of us are so busy building our lives that we forget to enjoy them. We forget why we decided to build them in the first place. This connection from the sweetness causes more pain than we realize. So many of us walk into soulless buildings five days a week in the name of survival. We strive to build the life of our dreams, but drive ourselves to, to exhaustion. This card is wooing you back to the pleasures of being human, to focusing on what really matters and enjoying your incredible life. And the starseed soul inquiry is, how can you surrender to the sweetness of life? What is one way you can enjoy your life a little more? Okay, so I'll leave you on that, my beautiful Capricorns. That is the end of your reading. That's all I'm seeing for you here today in these cards. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that it was helpful and insightful. If it was, you can let me know by giving the podcast a five stars review. It really helps me out and it also helps more people find the podcast if you think these would be enjoyed by many and helpful to many more. So you can also follow, follow the podcast if you'd like to see more from me. If you want to tell me personally how this resonated with you, you can do so uh, just by, uh, I mean, you can answer the question I will ask on Spotify to the listeners, 
publicly or you can also just dm me on instagram or email me if you'd like to chat with me about this uh don't be shy if you'd like to alchemize alchemize this further i would love to have you just book a one-on-one alchemy session with me at the link in the description of the episode if you'd like to send me a tip you can do that there's another link down below and if you'd like to get even more content from me that you know beyond what i already post for free you can become a subscriber to the podcast okay the link to do that down below and when you become a subscriber not only do you get these 12 monthly readings for the zodiac signs that are already available and i promise will always remain free you are also getting at least one extra pick a pile every single month okay so you're getting one at least one episode that is three to four hours long yeah, you heard me, three to four hours long for 15 Canadian dollars a month, okay? That is truly a steal, and if you enjoyed this, and um, this was helpful for you, I definitely think that you will enjoy that as well. This month we did, who would you be or who are you in a different dimension? And it was really exciting, really cool. All three piles were really original and different and uh, entertaining and helpful as well. And if you become a subscriber, you can even request some topics if you'd like. So go check that, that out if you're interested. But either way, please continue to love yourself. Wish you the best, Capricorn, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.